Yes, sir, we promised you a great main event here tonight. Where you recording from, huh? Craig, don't talk over the intro. I think you can't hear, can you, Greg? No, I cannot. Too bad, because we are listening to the intro music of the newest member of the SmackDown roster, the Glorious One, Bobby Roode. Welcome to the number 72 ranked sports and recreation podcast on planet Earth. My name is Peter Rosenberg. I'm joined from Philadelphia. By the guy of stats, Stat Guy Greg. How you doing, Stat Guy Greg? Oh man, I'm doing great. AKA um, AKA Black Guy Greg. AKA yes. Uptown Malcolm. AKA No Stat. AKA the King of the Black Power Rankings. You're you must be excited. Uh, as as not, I'm not going to say as excited as I am because you know I'm very excited about who came to SmackDown last night. But you must also be excited because it adding Shelton Benjamin is a major coup for the Black Power rankings. Oh, it, it absolutely is. Um, I'm not going to lie, too. The rankings were, were looking a little bit rough um, heading into SummerSlam and, and even as the show went on. You know, um, Ember Moon was on last week's Black Power rankings, and, and she suffered a loss. And then you had the Titus brand, which just – gained the Cruiserweight Championship, you saw them lose the Cruiserweight Championship, and then New Day lost the Tag Team Championship, and then it just when it looked like, you know, every black wrestler was going to lose on Sunday, Sasha Banks won, but, you know, that still wasn't enough to me for the rankings to recover. So, you know, Shelton Benjamin showing up, you know, as an honorable mention from last week, and you gave me some stuff about that, to being on TV and debuting this week was definitely big for the Black Power Rankings. Very big. So we'll get to that, and we'll also break down a lot from SummerSlam as well as a ton of news from just the last two days of wrestling. But we got to start with the biggest story. And, Greg, unfortunately, I guess you won't be able to hear it. Have you been able to watch the kickoff show yet? Yes, I have. Oh, you have. So I'm going to play the intro, which you've already heard. This is... uh, this is when my jacket gets revealed. Let's let's just take you back to Sunday. Here we go. Going back or oh, no, something? No, that's fine. I'm just I'm just so excited to be here. What a night it's already been, and what a night it's shaping up to be. And joining us here on the panel from Hot 97 and ESPN, our own now, Peter the Brain Rosenberg. Yeah, oh, you like the jacket? Showcase All that right. thing. This, this is homage it. to the great Bobby the Brain Heenan. Oh my God. Shout you out to up. Dipperstein. This is a beauty. You up and did it for SummerSlam. You just walk around me, in your hometown. It's my hometown. I had to come. I had to come correct. Let Hot me just dog say, it. for that, you don't need a garment bag. You need a garbage bag. Oh no! Wow. It's so nice. That's the We're brain. Like, you better be no, dazzled no. clothes all the time. I'm gonna tell you something. The brain would be upset to see you wearing that. Wow. Wow. I think it looks really nice. Thank on you. you very much, Renee. So as you- I mean. SGG, what are your thoughts on what happened there as I reveal 
the beautiful, and I, I got a shout out to Dipperstein. Seriously, like one of the best gifts I've ever received in my life. This unbelievable custom made Bobby Heenan jacket with my initials and name on it, done exactly the way Heenan's jacket was done. Like, literally perfect. And the second I reveal it, Otunga puts it over. He loves it. Renee loves it. And King just buries it. SGD, did it hurt your feelings as you saw it happen? Yeah, that was that was rude, which is one way to put it. Yep. Um, and and then completely uncalled for, and it just I I didn't get it. I didn't get it. Are and you saying do even, you have do you have heat with King over this? I do have heat with King over this because I mean, who? Granted, I'm sure he knows. Um, Bobby the Brain Heenan better than you or I. Probably. But I still don't, I still would find it very hard to believe that um, Bobby the Brain Heenan would be offended by you paying homage to him, which is exactly what you said you were doing. Very clearly um, and decidedly. And actually, I'm sending him a picture of it. I want him to see it. And Yeah, I, you, you I use just, the words. You use the words. This is in homage to Bobby the Brain exactly. before you did the full reveal. So I don't understand why King could say Bobby would be upset to see you wearing that. Listen, if if nothing else, it was simply inaccurate to say that the, he wouldn't like it or that the jacket belongs in a garbage bag. It is a beautiful garment, a beautiful, I mean, a custom made perfectly. It literally, it wasn't even like, like, cheesy it actually wearing it on and around it actually looks dope like it looks great yeah so it's simply inaccurate so, and, and d- doesn't belong in a garbage bag no and you know bobby heenan wouldn't dislike the jacket because he has one just like it that's the whole point <laughs> and he point. wouldn't be offended by somebody paying tribute to him like who's offended by that yeah who hates when someone pays it's one thing if you pretend as if it's your own but when you say bobby he- here's my bobby heenan jacket doesn't seem like someone would dislike that. So I'm a little confused about that. I just thought it was wholly inaccurate. And then, you know, I, I got to tell you, my issues are continuing to build with James Ellsworth, who is a bad guy and a cheater, a known cheater and a bad guy. But at least he's not currently managing the SmackDown Women's Champion as Carmella holds on to the briefcase. One briefcase still remains in WWE. But let's go back. Um, first of all, if you have somehow a couple of items real quick, if you have not somehow heard all the material from last week, I really urge you to listen to the live show with Jinder Mahal. Start. Let's start out with last week's Bret Hart interview. You got to listen to Bret Hart. You got to listen to the live heat and greet with Jinder Mahal. I tried to tell you guys to come to the heat and greet. I tried to say without saying that it was going to be mage. And I shout out to everyone who came. It was a it was a small gathering. It was, it was a rainy, you know, sort of crappy night. But shout out to the the faithful who came out and got to be in a tiny room with the WWE champion, Jinder Mahal. It was a pretty amazing moment. So check that out. And then there's a little 15 minute bonus of the fracas that happened at the 2K party with Cesaro and Sheamus, and the now uh, Raw ta- tag team champions, the Shield. So we put out all that content over the weekend. When it was all said and done, like over two hours of content for a SummerSlam weekend. And now back at it on a Wednesday for the people to enjoy uh, this as well. 
So SGG, it was a lot of a lot of content to get to. I hope everyone gets that. And only a few days left to get the Cheap Heat Alumni shirt. You can order it at topshelfpremium.com. Topshelfpremium.com. If you think it's going to be there forever, it is not. I'm going to pull it soon. I am going to reveal, I believe, today and put on sale the Uptown Malcolm shirt. It'll also be available there, topshelfpremium.com. But this may be the the alumni shirt. Greg, do you think it's the best shirt so far? Oh, absolutely. It's Easily. A, it's a gorgeous garment with with everyone. Oh, with B. Campbell, the Brian Campbell, Shoemaker, um, myself, SGG, and even a suited Dipperstein standing there like J.J. Dillon. It is a mage, mage shirt. In fact, it says mage on the back. So get over to topshelfpremium.com <laughs> and check that out. And now I'm going to tell you, SGG, well, you tell me first. Your favorite – let's go, Let's start here. Overall rating of SummerSlam, what did you think? Oh, man. Overall, it was a good show. Um, I'd give it like an, a B plus to A minus. Okay. I really enjoyed I really enjoyed uh, um, the show mostly. Um, the two matches that I said that I wasn't really looking forward to seeing, um, they got those out of the way early, and then I was able to enjoy – just about everything that followed. Um, the New Day and the Usos had a great match on the on the kickoff show too. I don't know how many people were actually in the building to enjoy that, but that it was, was a, it was incredible. incredible. Like I, that was one of my favorite tag matches in a very long t- time, and I love. I think it made sense for the Usos to get the titles back. I thought the match was just well done. I mean, listen, you almost wish you'd have been on the main card because I hope. I think. I might have checked on YouTube Live. I think around 60,000, 70,000 people were watching on just YouTube. So, I'm, I mean, I'm sure it had its viewers. But if you haven't seen it yet, go on the network and watch the kickoff show. Not only so you yeah. can see King just attack me, but also so you can see uh, that match. It was awesome, I thought. I agree with you 100%. Yeah, that match had the crowd hot. And I thought it was like, even though it, it was a kickoff show, I thought it was a great way to start start um, SummerSlam, honestly. And and, and, um, and what was the best match of the night, you believe? Oh, man. It, that that final main event was, was everything. It was everything that everybody hoped it was going to be. Um, with, you know, Braun just being ultra-violent and Braun taking it to Lesnar. It, it, it's something that we... We sort of saw when Lesnar fought Goldberg. Uh, this took it to another level of just Brock Lesnar being handled like an infant, and you know, finally facing somebody who was towering over him, but that he was also could not dominate because you know Brock has been in the ring with the Big Show a bunch of times, but Brock has also just dominated the Big Show a bunch of times. So for Brock to be in there with Braun and Braun to get the better of him. And you know, power slam him through two tables, and then just get bored and throw a third table on top of him and send them back on the stretcher to to basically start the match. Yeah, it was it, it, it was pretty great. Um, I enjoyed that. You know what I'm gonna? You know what my favorite match of the night was though? What? Now this wasn't at the time because at the time I was running around and not really able to take everything in. Um, but when I rewatched the card, which I've been watching over the last couple of days. 
my number one match of the night was actually AJ and KO. I, I really enjoyed that match. Did you enjoy it? Was it good in the arena? Oh, yeah, it definitely was. Um, I like the story behind it, too, because I was just I was just waiting to see who AJ, not AJ, who Shane was eventually going to um, get fed up with and, and screw out of the United States Championship. Um, a little disappointed that he that he basically kept it on the up and up, but I like I like that Kevin Owens. Um, but he didn't. I mean, he did. He did fully shove Kevin Owens down. Right, he did, but he could have disqualified him, or like he could have done something like that. But he didn't. He didn't really. He tried to to do his job without you know taking that opportunity away from anybody. But there was something and, like uh, you used the right word, story. There was something about the story of that match that I just loved. There was just something really, really great about that match and and how it unfolded and the fact that both wrestlers obviously did not like Shane being there. They were both irritated with him. He was building up heat the whole match with both. I don't know. I just thought it was really, really good, like much more so than I realized at the time um, or or in person. I just really, really loved it. uh, I thought the I obviously th- I thought the main event was great. Um, I I love Brock Lesnar just winning clean over Roman in the middle of the ring. I love Brock appearing as big time as he appeared, particularly because as we get the news from outside of the ring now and falls count anywhere, ding ding ding. John Jones tests positive for steroids, and it totally invalidates to a certain degree his match with Cormier, at least in the eyes of the UFC, and it it totally puts in peril and probably eliminates the idea of this big match with Brock Lesnar. I just don't know at this point. You know, and listen, John Jones' team is going to test again because they have trouble accepting the results because they say they worked really hard to, you know, not have anything like this happen. So, you know, they'll fight against this and they'll test again and and maybe somehow, but unlikely that that does anything. So, um... As a result now, aren't you glad that Brock Lesnar wasn't set up to leave or anything like that? And he ends up now looking strong as ever. And, you know, I disagreed with some. There's some people who don't feel the same way about this. I don't feel Braun Strowman needs hardware. I really don't. I just, yeah, I, I don't either. Can you even picture it? It's weird to even picture, right? I mean, it, it is weird to picture. It'll be like when Bray had the championship, though, too. I felt like. He didn't necessarily need a title. He just needed to be more dominant. And um, Braun doesn't have that that issue because Braun is absolutely dominant every time he steps into the ring. But, yeah, just the look of them with the championship would be weird. Like, how would they carry it? Little things like that I think about. Um, I do think he's going to going to eventually get a world championship, but it, it's going to visually look weird the first couple of times I see it. Um. Who did you who was there someone you wanted to win that match? We know, Greg, you are the you are a big Roman Reigns fan. Yes. And were you disappointed he didn't win? Yes. If only because I wanted to see that moment where um Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins, who had just captured the Raw Tag Team Championships, you know, come out and help Roman, and then they all, you know, do oh, a you shield. Wanted, you wanted bump. that shield moment. But 
You know, but we'll, yeah. we'll get to that because a lot of people could argue that the match of the night was the Shield, and I, I think I think it was the reaction maybe of the night. Now, did you, Greg? Did you hear how mage the pop was for the Shield when they when they got the win? Oh man! Did I, not only did I hear it, I was I was a part of it. I mean, that sequence to to end the match with Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose was probably the best thing I've seen them do together ever. And this is including their work as a tag team in the in the Shield before. Um, this is including their work against each other. Um, it was it was just perfect, and it built very well to the end. It, it really does show. I mean. Sometimes one plus one does not equal two. You know, it's it's one plus one equals five with the shield. Like they they really are on a different level when they're together, the two of those guys, as opposed to being separate. And it's like it's just crazy. Now, Greg, I want to you know in the new new era of cheap heat, we bounce all over the place, correct? Oh yeah, we don't we're, we're unrestricted. Yeah, the new new era is unrestricted. We do whatever we want. Greg, we had a moment this weekend where you where you did something incredible. Now, SGG, what did you do that was incredible? You you probably don't know, but I'm going to tell you. Do you want to know? I think I do know. I think I do know. What's your... What, it, could have, it, it could have been any number of things, but knowing you, it is going to be... Was it, was it Friday? No, no, it was actually Sunday. It was Sunday. What were you referring to on Friday? <laughs> I don't know if you oh, I don't oh, think you witnessed No, no, this, it's though. the opposite of Friday. This ties together. Friday, you decided to ask Bret Hart to put you in a sharpshooter. Is that true? That is true. And how did it go over? Um it did not go over at all. I mean, he didn't he wasn't bothered by it. He just said no, and that was it. Right. He said no, and and you felt a little awkward, I'm guessing. A little bit, but I mean, I felt awkward the whole time. I just right. It was my. I didn't know how to handle um, meeting my idol. So, but that's what makes what you did Sunday so great. Because on Sunday, after the show, we were at. I you and Dipperstein came with me to the hotel bar, and when talent started showing up, what did you say? I said I need to leave, and you, I left. You said I need to leave, and you left because you know that you've learned. You're not really capable of socializing with the superstars. Is that correct? Um, more or less, yeah. Like it depends on the superstar and like sure. how how much they give me in terms of like comfort and you know easing the awkwardness. But if like <laughs> once once they start to act like in a, in a "Do you know who I am?" manner, and then I'm like, "Yes, I know who you are," and then it just goes down. And then you could once you once they know that you know, it can fall apart, right? Right. And I just right. have to say, I, there's no time I've ever respected you more than when you were like, you know what? I, I This doesn't, I, I'm going to go. I respect, <laughs> it was knowing, there is no better quality to a human being than knowing your own limitations. Yeah. And I, because I, I mean, I'll get there one day. I will. I'll get there one day. Well, listen, but, but I, and Sunday I, wasn't the day. what I really appreciate is you not getting there on my watch? You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a new situation for me. I am having a great time. You know that you, by de facto, are, are representing me. 
And so you said, you know what? I, I don't think I'm going to do well here. Goodbye. And just left. And I went, I right, listen, right. I, I think you'll be fine. But if that's what you want, you went, nah, I'm out of here. So yeah, not I would any- much rather go home than like, then awkwardly have a try to have a conversation with somebody or even worse like linger on your conversation and oh, just look yes. like a ghost oh yeah see now here's, well, yeah, so. there's an important message i want to put out there to anyone who knows me don't make me be a bad guy i won't do it unfortunately i won't be the bad guy so as a result what you will do is just make me look bad make the right decision if you're if you're a super fanboy and you know deep down in your heart that you're going to act like a super fanboy and you may embarrass yourself or even worse me the modern day majoraja just do yourself and more importantly me a favor and remove yourself I didn't I never thought to ask Greg that because he's never been that bad, honestly. He's had a couple of moments, slight cringeworthy moments. But there are people out there who have had more than slight cringeworthy moments, SGG. I'm talking about really cringeworthy moments. And they either don't know, don't show, or don't care <laughs> about what's going on in the hood. And please do, please because I, I don't have it in me to be like, yo, you need to not be here. You're lingering. You're hanging on. You're being a fanboy. You're the same as any random Mark who just showed up to the bar. And a lot of times they don't realize that they are being that. Like, they think they're not being that. And I'm telling you, you are. You are being that. And that's what everyone thinks. So please don't put me in that spot. Be the mensch SGG was. He didn't have the confidence that it would go well. And he said, you know what? I love being a fan. I am a fan. Good night and good luck. It's what makes you valuable yeah. to the podcast. It doesn't mean that you're always going to be in the best situation. So that was a that was both a celebration of SGG and a bit of a PSA to those. Because don't you think, <laughs> don't you think, Greg? It's unfair. Okay, it's unfair. It puts me in an unfair spot, right? The second I get the gig, you know, all of my wrestling friends are have a couple of ways they're looking at it. They can be like, nice, now we all get to hang out with wrestling people. Or they can look at it as Rosenberg is on now. Good for him. He gets to live the dream. Or they which, can, is, which is exactly how I look at it, too. It's like, this is dope. Or you can look at it as, oh, look at Rosenberg, what he thinks he's better now because he works there. Also, yes, you do, you are better now because you are exactly, and so uh, and, and there's no I'm need sorry. to feel bad about I'm that. Sorry, it, it just there's no need to hold me. You what you want to mess it up for me? Like that? That's not fair. That's it's not fair. So I, I appreciated that. <laughs> I appreciated me not having to go. You know what, guys? I'm I'm really sorry. SGG is he's out of control. He's lost his mind. Um, it was a it was a classy move out of you. And it was a fun weekend overall in Brooklyn, I must say. I stayed out and partied on Sunday night after the show. It was uh, after you left. I hung out for a while. I am still tired. It's now Wednesday. I'm still tired because I'm old, and I had to get up Monday and go straight back to work. But um, it was a great weekend in general, and the new, new era was represented great, really well. Uh, it was great to see the shoemaker. Did you guys get love in the arena on um, – on Saturday or Sunday? 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, walking around with Shoemaker is like walking around with you. Like, everybody recognizes him, and it's like, oh, by the way, this, this, that guy. But it was like, it was dope to see the people, you know, just still, like, they missed him as much as we did on this coast, you could tell. Oh, yeah, of course. And, I mean, if you didn't listen to the podcast with, I, I should have mentioned, if you didn't listen to the heat and greet over the weekend, not only is the modern-day Maharaja on the show, and Titus O'Neill, who stopped by. But David Shoemaker, a.k.a. Davis Shoemaker, was also yeah. there. And um, while we're talking about Shoemaker, I have to mention, like, Andy uh, Brian first Campbell. of all, mm-hmm. I was, um, I did his podcast with him yesterday. So, you know, check that out if you haven't. Uh, me and Shoemaker reunited on the Math Man show. But also. Wow, that's a big, this, that's a big addition. You did that here? I did that here. Yeah, I did that Monday. You know, he mentioned so, the idea of me doing it, and then uh, I, I, I guess I was disinvited. So could have been a full reunion, but apparently <laughs> Shoemaker thinks he's better than me. So, okay, that's fine. I'm just kidding. So, okay, so there's that. Go listen to the Masked Man show with SGG. What else? But also, um, we watched NXT. We watched SummerSlam together, too. But, you know, particularly after the main event at NXT, you know, I was reminded why, even though he won't ever say this about himself, but he's just like a genius when it comes to, you know, wrestling and like his insights on what's happening. Because, um, you know, right after the bell, you know, Drew McIntyre wins and he's celebrating with the NXT championship and Bobby Roode is gone. And Shoemaker is the first person to point it out. He's like, yo, look how fast Bobby Roode got out of there. Like we might never see him on NXT again. And um, Tuesday proved him right that you know Bobby Roode dashed out of the uh, building because he had bigger fish to fry on on Tuesday and uh and then he noticed that Kevin Owens was still in the crowd watching Drew McIntyre's celebration and and he said yeah KO is still here Joe is gone something big is about to happen right now which ended up being Adam Cole's debut at NXT and then, um, well, and you said that, you said bigger fish to fry, which is pretty funny because Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish all jump in right there. And you're right; the second you realize Bobby Roode is just kind of snuck off, that's because something else more important is going to happen, and that was yeah. that appearance. And and then after the attack, I asked him, you know, he's here, but what are they going to call him? And then he he simply said, when you do a run in like that. Yeah, Adam Cole, which, again, turned out to be true. You know, you rewatch it, and you hear Moro refer to Adam Cole as Adam Cole. Um, no Mama name change. Mia, it's Adam Cole! Baby, no name change, no nothing. And I'm just like, in in two minutes, David Shoemaker reminds you why, why he is the masked man, and he's so respected in these circles. No, it's very, very true. Uh, he's, he's The man's very knowledgeable. Also, we are starting a GoFundMe campaign to get Greg a new microphone. Um, <laughs> by next week, Greg, can we have a new mic? You sound like trash. Done, done. I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not at all a professional broadcaster. I mean, this is because uh, I mean this should be good. Skype can sound really good. You realize that, like Conrad and and Pritchard do their whole podcast on Skype. It sounds tremendous. Oh my gosh, and we've gone this far without mentioning. Can we give it up woo, for the Nate who it looks like has kicked out? 
That's that's clapping. You can't tell because how bad the microphone is, but that was clapping from SGG. But an unbelievable kick out from the Nature Boy Ric Flair. I cannot believe it. He's he. It looks like he's going to be all right. God willing, he's cutting promos on people. He's FaceTiming. You know, unbelievable turn of events from last week, considering how how just how bad things were. And we are so happy to hear that he's doing well. Um, now, there is, a, there is a lot more to get to from this weekend when it comes to pro wrestling because, yes, Bobby Roode moves on. We haven't talked about Shelton Benjamin yet. We haven't talked about uh, the women's matches from SummerSlam. So let's, let's dig into a few more matches right now. All right, so uh, let's start with uh, Natty and Naomi. I got to tell you, I didn't think I would necessarily be – First of all, I didn't expect just a clean Natty title win, no Carmella involvement. I really didn't think about that as a possibility, you know. And I got to tell you, um, it's it's. I think it ended up being pretty cool. A, a really good match, and B, it's not. I mean, listen, it's awesome to see Natty get her second. It's only her second title reign. She may be consistently, you know, one of the best women ever in the company. So I ended up being surprisingly happy with it. What were your thoughts, SGG? Yeah, I I was shocked that um I was shocked to find that it was only her second title reign. I thought she might have had more in the the Divas Championship era. Nope. Um, I wasn't I wasn't necessarily shocked that Carmella didn't spoil it for her though. Like I always had the idea that um either Nat- Natalia would win and there would be no cash in or Naomi would win a brutal match and there would be a cash in. And I was sort of leaning towards the the prediction that you made that um, Naomi would win and Natalia would attack her after the match, take her legs out from under her, and then Carmella would come in to pick up the bones. But um, I'm happy with this. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. I mean, we'll see where it ends up for Naomi. Um, and, and I, and I really hope they don't end up, you know, forgetting about how over she's been and what a great job job she's done, but I don't think that'll happen. Actually. I think it's one of those times where the title helped elevate Naomi to where she will now be taken seriously in a different way moving forward. I think it was a, it was great. And I, she ended up getting to have a run from, she had it a month before WrestleMania. Then it was off of her. Then. April, May, June, July, and half four and a half months. Not bad. Not bad at all. Nah, not bad at all. And then to lose it in a great match at a meaningful pay-per-view against someone as good as Natty, pretty cool. Natty now, her second title reign, and maybe we'll get what Shoemaker I know has been desperate for, and that is more Charlotte and Natty. Right? That could be that could be a great way to get Charlotte back involved, who has not been involved at all. She was, of course, off TV again this week with her uh family. But Charlotte has gotten way too quiet considering for so long I had her ranked as like the number two superstar in the company. She's become very quiet. So don't you think it's a great way to get that story going? That is true because at some point um, Charlotte does have to return and you have to think that um, she is going to want to go right after the championship. You would think so. And you would think it would be a, a perfect way to do it. So um, I, th- I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Randy- while, while we're talking about women's Please. wrestling, though, we we have to go back to to Saturday. Oscar and Ember Moon, I think they might have put on the best match of the entire weekend. 
for women or overall? Overall. Wow. It was, um, it, it that was, match. It was that good, you thought? Yeah, it was like the crowd was hot. It was it was a it was a great match. Um, a lot of false finishes. Everybody was into it. And then to find out that Asuka finished the match with a broken collarbone, like, you know. Unreal. I know. It's it's amazing. And as much as I wanted to see her on uh, on a Raw or, or SmackDown this week, um, you know, you don't want to see anybody get injured. But that match was in was incredible. And like this just adds to the the lore. This adds to like her aura of just being so dominant that you could break a bone in her body and she will still she will still beat you. Um, or yeah, or at least finish, yeah, at least finish a match. Um, can't say the same happened in the case of Big Cass. And can I tell you, I totally, first of all, I, 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 you know, I was disappointed in the match at SummerSlam. Don't understand the point anymore. You know, I get it. Enzo's not popular. I get it. I really do. But just having him get beat up week after week doesn't do any favors, I think, for Enzo or Cass. Um, or Big Show. I don't think anyone wins in that story. I just, I, no. really, I really think it was that story was totally mismanaged. That's just my own opinion. But more importantly, can I tell you, Greg? I thought that the injury on Monday night was a work. I did as well. And we are both uh, idiots. But to me, at the time, the way he fell when he was giving the elbow looked like he was working. Right. Yeah, it just looked, I was like, oh, come on. Nobody collapses like that. Like, And then I thought like, oh, well, that was just a weird way to give Enzo some sort of win before he went to 205 Live. Because I had a hunch now that the story's over, Enzo would move on to something else. So I, I, that was my, I, you know, it was, a, it was a weird choice of that's how to give it Enzo a win. But considering how Enzo's been treated recently, I was like, oh, well, maybe that was it. They just wanted to give him something. So, right. As it turns then, out, as it turns out, that is not what was going on, and Big Cass is out nine months with a torn ACL. No, yeah. no WrestleMania. Um, and I'll tell you my no, nope. and and it turns out too like they probably weren't going to give Enzo a victory. Enzo was probably going to get beat. He was, and then I'm show sure. up on <laughs> show up on two or five line. Yes, I'm sure. Which again doesn't make any sense to me. I I don't really get the value in that. But I'll tell you what, what? Uh, it was weird. You know, I guess the the injury was incredibly painful as Cass wasn't able to you know come up with some sort of finish at the end of the match. Um, which is not probably the ideal circumstance. You'd like to get a finish of some sort, but I mean, listen, these guys are young. They have not been through this a million times. You know. You can't, not everyone yeah. could be Triple H who has a torn quad and finishes a match. That's that's next level. Um, it's a very that's a difficult thing to do. Um, I will tell you what though. What do you think of Enzo One Twelve Five Live? Um, I like it. I got to tell you, I like it. Um, I, I think this is a good. Now I don't know. I, st I still don't know what you do with Enzo exactly because from a wrestling standpoint, those guys are the best workers in the company. A lot of them. So it's an, it's an interesting spot to put him in because while size-wise he makes more sense, how can he keep up with those guys? That's not Enzo's thing. It's almost like he should have a, a stable or something, you know? 
I think yeah, that that's what I'm worried about. It was like, you know, the the knock that you hear about Enzo is that you know he can't work, and then it's like you go to the workers' work, show, right? Yeah, if you can't work, why in the world does he make sense for two or five live? Like they're gonna expose him, and it's almost like you know they they want to turn the crowd against him because you know they cut his mic on Sunday, and then oh, sorry, on Monday they give him computer. Hold on. <laughs> and our mountain is brewing the world's most oh, refreshing good. beer. All right, go ahead. So they cut his mic on Sunday, and then on Monday, you know, he sneaks away with a win that wasn't supposed to be his. And then on on Tuesday, he shows up on twelve five live where everybody's going to run circles around him. It's like, you know, you don't want to think that somebody's being buried, especially somebody as popular with the crowd as Enzo, but every day it starts to look more and more like they're throwing more and more dirt on him. Yeah, that's what I sort of feel like also, is like, what, what is going on? Like, I just don't know. And if the point of it is... If the point of it is to just keep beating him down and and seeing if he can handle it, I hope that I hope that he does. I hope he doesn't back off. I hope he keeps fighting, you know, um, because I think his character is valuable, and I think he's been incredibly, incredibly over consistently um, for a long time. If you missed it, he did show up though, and it sounded something like this. You can hear that pop. It's palpable. Big pop for 205 Live. Why on earth is Enzo Amore on 205 Live? Oh, shut up, Corey. Vic, did you know about this? Absolutely not. I'm just as shocked as you. My name is Enzo Amore, and I am a certified G and a bona fide stunt, and you can't teach that. But a boom, realest guy in the room, how you doing? Neville just standing there. Love the idea of getting to see Neville, evil Neville, just stare confused at Enzo wearing a Kooji sweater in Brooklyn, of course, <laughs> and, and, and basketball shorts. Now Enzo's into the ring, and listen to that. Yeah, Enzo's still over, guys. 205 Live just became the realest show in the room. There you have it. And to my point, Enzo is still completely over. He has to be utilized. I don't care. I Listen, if they're trying to send him a message and there's a reason behind that, and though I love Enzo personally, from what I hear, there is something to that, you know, in terms of how he's seen in the locker room. You know, and even when someone's a really good guy, a lot of times you have to look at yourself in the mirror about whether or not you're doing things to affect the way people view you. I hope he figures it out and can change some things. 
But regardless of that, just like we said about Sasha, some people are so good at something that they're worth figuring out. Why? Just because Enzo's annoying, it's not worth it. He's too over and popular with kids. He sells merch. The people cheer for him. So I hope they figure something out. Also, I just heard, I didn't finish. I went home yesterday. I wasn't there the whole show. I just heard that Randy Orton and Jinder Mahal had a match on 205 Live. Do you hear that? I did not hear that. Maybe it was just dark, though. Juanito may have, Juanito just told me that, but it might have just been a dark match that they did that isn't airing on, that didn't air on 205 Live. I'm not sure. Yeah, they're, they're, they're way over the limit. They would be way, way over the limit. Um, that is for sure. So interesting to see now what will happen with both Big Cass and Enzo. Speaking of the aforementioned Sasha Banks, she gets the title back from Alexa Bliss. I got to say, Greg, it kind of ended up being exactly what I didn't want, which was a title change but not done in a totally meaningful way. You know, I, I felt if they were not going to have a real epic and the story wasn't going to be told, not worth it to take the title off of Alexa at this point. What did you think? Um, I would agree with you, except, like I said, at that point in the night, um, my Black Power rankings was in shambles, right. and I needed Sasha to pull out something big any way we could get it. And so, you know, for me... So it was, it was, and- it was motivated by the Black Power rankings, not that you actually yes. think it was best. Right. Now, that, speaking of which, I see at this moment probably as good a time as any, in my opinion. Uh, I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all. I'm blicking black, blacker than black, black, I'm blacker than black, yo, because I'm black, and I'm black. Yo, I'm black, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all. All right, SGG, it is time for the Black Power Rankings. Are you ready, sir? Sorry, I just turned your volume off. Are you ready, sir? I am absolutely ready. Hit us with it. Who's the honorable mentions? Honorable mention, Alistair Black. Because for a long time... Yes? This weekend, it was looking like he was going to be the one. He was looking like he was going to be the only... The only black to pull out a win. Um, <laughs> impressive, impressive win over Hideo Itami, um, which goes to show how great the, the Oscar-Ember Moon match was because I saw this match and I thought this was going to be the match of the night. And then Oscar and Ember Moon came out and just blew it out the water. But Alistair Black gets the honorable mention still for sure. All right, Alistair Black in there at your honorable mention, the five slot on the SGG uh, black power rankings. Number five, Jason Jordan. Um, even though he he lost uh, on the SummerSlam kickoff show in a match that I'm I'm sure not many people even had the opportunity to see, um, he bounced back Monday with another loss, but an impressive showing against Finn Balor. Um, showed some promise, and for that he he's in at number five. And let me just be clear. I think we are moments away from the heel turn because every time he's getting the Rocky Maivia heat, every time he comes yep. out, I hear booze. The, 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 the venue was empty on Sunday when his match happened, and I still heard booze. <laughs> like, he's getting booed everywhere. It's classic Rocky Maivia 
They do not. He's being forced down their throats. So they don't want him, which I think means go even harder. Put a title on him. Let's go. I want to yep. see heel Jason Jordan. I think it would be awesome. Keep going. Number four, Shelton Benjamin. He jumped up from an honorable mention to being fully on the list. Um, he made his debut long awaited. I remember last year we uh, we mentioned that Shelton Benjamin might be showing up to SmackDown, and then he suffered just a, an ill-timed injury. But um, he's here. He's taking Jason Jordan's spot in American Alpha. By the, and, by the way, uh, by the way, because we will criticize some things. What a perfect way to use Shelton Benjamin, right? Yeah, I, I agree. Like the man is a tag team specialist, um, and he can go and and Chad Gable you know, should not be thrown away just because it's a Jason Jordan story. So it's a perfect play, I think, to use him there. Right, I, and I agree. Um, it's it's going to be a win win for everybody, mostly a win for the fans because Shelton Benjamin, like as long as he has more in the tank, oh, he, he can needs go. To be he needs to be going. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, it was Shelton, it's not that I th- you think all of a sudden he's going to become the best Mike guy or anything like that, and, you know, he's going to become the number one guy in the company. That's just not who Shelton Benjamin is, I don't think. But he is one of the greatest athletes to ever be in the business, and I'm just excited to, to get to watch him work again because he supposedly still looks as good as ever in the ring. So next week we will see Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable team up in American Alpha. I love it. Number three is going to New Day. Oh, well, you have um, to. You have to because the match yeah. was that good. Yeah. It was it was unbelievable. And even though they suffered a loss, like like we touched on earlier, that was one of the best matches of the night. Um, certainly one of the best tag team matches of the year. And it shows how much chemistry they have, uh, New Day and the Usos. Um, so... You know, the loss is definitely not holding them back. They're number three in the Black Hall rankings. And number two, the same can be said for Ember Moon. Um, yeah. She suffered a loss, but in an incredible match, a great showing. And, um, oh, no, she again, won. the loss is not going to hold her back. Yeah, they both win with those losses. So here it is, the number one spot in the SGG, a.k.a. Black Guy Greg Power Rankings. Uptown Malcolm, who is it? It's Sasha Banks. Um, the boss saved the rankings this weekend, and as such, we have to we have to bestow upon her the honor of being the number one in the Black Power rankings. She's she's not only a boss, but she's a champion now, um, and we congratulate her. What a big week. I, this is going to be even bigger for her than winning the championship. But that'll do it for the SGG Black Power Rankings. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm blacker than black. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm blacker than black. And I'm black, y'all. So we'll see what happens there with uh, with the Sasha Alexa Blister. I'll tell you one good thing we got there, SGG, and that was Alexa Bliss finally able to get a microphone in her hands on Raw this week. Yeah, but is it too little too late, though? I don't know. We'll see what happens here. We'll see what happens. Also, is there anything? I got to tell you guys, I'm sorry. How bad is the Emma entrance? I don't even know what she's doing. Like, Emma's entrance she, with the weird little latex gloves and the standing there, I just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Her original entrance was, was way, way better. Way better. Way better. 
And also, we went this long without mentioning um, huge condolences going out to Dana Brooke. Uh, Mm, Yeah. It's an absolutely terrible story as her boyfriend was found dead. Um, Dallas McCarver, bodybuilder and the boyfriend of Dana Brooke, was found dead. People are, his nickname was uh, Big Country. He was supposedly, uh, he had supposedly choked, I heard, while on Yeah, on, on food. It's really, really sad. Uh, so no matter what, a really sad story there regarding Dana Brooke. We definitely send her our best wishes. Um, SGG, what, what else have we not talked about? As we've done a pretty good job delving in here. We talked about all three women's matches from the weekend. We mentioned yep. the, we mentioned the shield. We talked about how dope AJ and KO was. We talked about okay. How did you feel about how they chose to debut Bobby Roode? We gave credit to how good the debut was for Shelton. The make making sense of putting Shelton where they did. Love that. How do you feel about where or what they ended up doing with Bobby Roode? Um, it was strange. Okay, I'll say that. Um, and it it looks like they're going to be using Bobby Roode very differently on the main roster than he than he was in NXT because I mean the the choice to have him interrupt Aiden English was also kind of odd to me. Um, but if he's going to be a, a good guy instead of a, of a of a of a bad guy on the main roster, then then it would make sense. But I guess we'll see where it goes. I, I I do think it was the right spot, but it was just odd how they how they brought him out on SmackDown. Yeah, to me it was just I don't know that anyone like has anyone taken Aiden English very seriously. That was my problem. No, no, and and this is not no disrespect to Aiden English, but I I said this before too. When you have Elias on Raw running a very similar gimmick so well. I don't need to like I don't need to see Aiden English be the singing dude of SmackDown because he only sings the one song. When you have Elias come out on Raw with the guitar and the gimmick and and new songs for every new town and he's so over with the crowd, like I don't know. I don't know that we are gonna care about Aiden English yeah, that's that's the part that that didn't make sense to me either. Is it's confusing with what's going on over there, and I just didn't like the idea of Bobby Roode having a what was ultimately a pretty competitive match with Aiden English. Like, I just, yeah, I feel like this is a guy we should be putting in here to be in a really big spot, and I don't know if that's what we're gonna get. Um, what did you think about the AJ Styles? Uh, KO rematch Baron Corbin situation um, I thought that was it, it changed my view of what happened um, last week because you know I was starting to think that Baron Corbin was was done not necessarily that he had heat but just that he was not going to be as much of a factor on Smackdown as he had been leading into SummerSlam and, and now I don't know maybe he's in the United States Championship picture maybe not um, but definitely, definitely cool the way they continued the story of 
AJ and not AJ, KO and Shane and the build of KO's hatred for Shane. And um, one thing anybody who's followed Kevin Owens on the indies knows is that he, when he goes to that place where he's unhinged and, and sort of psychotic, it's going to make for great uh, sports entertainment. Where do you think we go with this ultimately? Is this a WrestleMania match? Um, or, or is Shane going to be involved sooner? I don't know that they can stretch it out to WrestleMania, but um, I wouldn't mind seeing it at any one of the other big four pay-per-views, whether it be Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, or WrestleMania. But sooner or later, Shane is going to catch a pop-up powerbomb. It's going to happen at some point, and it's a great opportunity for KO to get an important win, of which you don't feel like he necessarily gets enough of. Is Shane ever going to win a match in WWE again? <laughs> I, I don't think so. I don't think he needs to, though, either. I mean, his his wins when he, you know, during his original run came at the hand of some pretty low-level guys. But with the main guys, it was just about Shane hanging in there and giving an entertainment, entertaining match, whether it was uh, uh, Randy Orton or, or Kurt Angle. And, and now you have, you know, AJ and Undertaker. We just want to see Shane competitive well we don't necessarily need him to win but a competitive shane is what we want i would like to see him get some joe bear wins though i really wouldn't mind that what does that do for him though he's already their boss and then he makes you come out to the ring to fight him and then he beats you up like imagine being that joe bear that has to take the l to shane mcmahon i mean like from a storyline standpoint i mean listen that's shane well that's my point though if he's considered that much of a joke, should he ever be winning big matches? And I would, I, you can't, I don't want to suspend, like I want to have believe that when he has one of these matches with KO, he could win. Or what's the point? You well, know? that's the thing. Like when he has these matches, it's going to be competitive and it's going to look like he could win, but he's going to eventually lose. And that's the whole thing. Like even if we go into it knowing that he's going to lose, as long as he has those moments in the match where it's like, damn, I thought Shane was going to get him here or there or whatever, then he won because he made it look good. Even, you know, we, we knew what he was there to do, but he made it look that good and he convinced us mid-match that he won. Yeah, I just have mixed feelings on that. I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing him have a series with someone in which, like, he does win one in, like, an old-school Shane, Shane O'Mac fashion. I would not mind that. I feel okay. like you know, like like a war, a three a three pay per view. If if we're gonna use him now, listen, I'm not saying Shane has to work anymore at all. Maybe maybe that's not in the cards anymore. But since it feels like it is periodically in the cards, then I wouldn't mind you know an occasional uh, an occasional match at a, at another non WrestleMania pay per view. In which he's using weapons or doing his, uh, uh, you know, ar- what's his thing called again? Around the world? What's it called? Coast to coast. <laughs> coast to coast. And and getting a win here and there just so when he does have that match, it's a little more meaningful. The one place, Greg, I'll ask for your help on, even though you do not like to have stats, would be uh, Raw this week. And I know we're doing a lot of recapping this week, which we don't always do anymore, but this week feels kind of necessary. Um, what, what do we forget from raw so let's see we had 
Roman and John Cena showed up on Raw. All right. Is that something worth mentioning? Probably. Yeah. The face that runs the place, the franchise player showing up on on what WWE likes to consider the A show. We definitely, definitely have to mention that John Cena showed up and and pretty directly calling out Roman Reigns to set up a challenge that people kind of saw coming if you follow them and their their um, back and forth on social media. And this is something that you ask, could it go to Mania? I think this is something that could get teased out to WrestleMania because it feels like they're going back to the same playbook they did um, with The Rock when John Cena called out The Rock and then you saw John Cena and The Rock team up for a little while to um, coincidentally take on The Miz and another person. Um, I think it was our truth not mistaken, just to stretch it out so that they could make it to WrestleMania and um, interact more there. So I, I, I'm interested to see what happens with Roman Reigns and John Cena and particularly who the crowd decides to to get behind or if people just boo them both or cheer them both or what, what's going to happen. It felt like people are going to, to me early, it feels like people are going to cheer for Cena. I think well, as, there was a, I think as much as people hate like Cena, they I, I think they believe now as much as they ever hated Cena, they believe at least that they hate Roman more. What do you think? I, I I could see that. It'll be interesting though, just to see like the uh, like the adult women. I don't think are going to choose. The adult women are going to be happy either way. They're mature enough to cheer for both of them. But um, I think the kids are going to be really torn. And the adult males are in like a really like a damn position. Like the really stubborn adult males are gonna boo them both. But it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what those mature adult males who are forced to now have to choose what they're gonna do. I know what you're gonna do. Oh yeah, I'm I'm roaming all the way. And that, and I and I feel you on that. Uh, I, I'm sort of split in the middle, but I do think that people who think that that's not what's happening at WrestleMania are crazy. I really do. I mean, I, I think this is is done. Like, we are on the path. Now, I saw it being speculated that Roman and, and Cena are going to get it going at no mercy. Ooh, that, that feels way too early. Right? But now, maybe they could all be involved in one match or there's a tag match or something. Like how this week, it, like it's like, oh, they're unlikely partners. I could see them right. like... Like, that's where it feels like they're going. The idea of it being at no mercy, the next pay-per-view seems odd, right? Very. I, I'd be Very su- odd. I'd be surprised by that. Um, guys, we gave you a lot last week. And be honest, you probably haven't even caught up with all the interviews last week. So we got to get out this week. I also have to do an, an episode of Bite the Mic, my Mike Tyson podcast. Which you haven't subscribed. If you haven't subscribed to, you're a bad guy or girl, and I hope you will subscribe. Shout out to everyone who came out to the Heat and Greet. Shout out to everyone who saw us over the weekend and said hello. If you're a big supporter of the show and you appreciate all the free content that we do, please feel free before the shirts are gone to get what I think will be a one day very sorely missed alumni shirt over at topshelfpremium.com. They'll also have the Uptown Malcolm shirt as well. SGG, I appreciate your lack of stats, but strong, physically strong performance. Did you hear me say physically strong on the kickoff show? I did. I popped. I popped for it. 
I, and by the way, it, I got to tell you, it actually happened by accident. It just happens to be in my arsenal of things to say. <laughs> it just totally came out. Um, hey, Greg, also to be a favor this week, will you say mage? Absolutely. Thanks.